Hey friend, welcome to The Ashley O Show. My name is Ashley O'Connor and I started this podcast when I became a nurse because I wanted a space where I could be honest about my experience caring for others. I knew I couldn't be alone. I'm talking about the fear, the obstacles, the trauma, and the challenges of working insane shifts, learning more than I thought possible, witnessing the most heart-wrenching and the most beautiful moments in a life, and doing it all while trying to take care of myself. Everyone said it was impossible to be healthy as a caregiver and I just refused to accept that as a reality. Now, I am living as a registered nurse turned health, fitness, and career coach for my fellow nurses and caregivers who are trudging through the same mud, trying to solve the mystery of how to stay healthy in a world that is telling you to put yourself last. The Ashley O Show is a space where nurses and caregivers come together to understand that their identity extends beyond the humans that they care for, where the hardest workers in the room can have honest and authentic conversations about what is holding them back and the changes needed to move forward. I am here to help you fit nutrition, fitness, and self-care into a life built around 12-hour shifts. It doesn't have to be complicated. It's definitely going to be scary, but it's also going to be more beautiful than you ever imagined. So it's time we commit to putting ourselves first, chasing uncertainty, and building stronger lives, careers, bodies, and minds than we thought possible. I'm so glad that you're here and I cannot wait to see the ways in which we change the world. Today we are tackling a big question. Are you trying to make things harder to prove your worth? We're going to dig into this, but first I want to remind you really quick that Healthcare Homecoming is open for enrollment. We're going to be starting later this month, but I want you to snag your spot. We've got multiple nurses in there, and they're bringing the most beautiful energy. We're already chatting, we're already connecting, and that community is already going to kick off. So I want you to get your spot now. If you've been on the fence, I want you to also just hop on a call with me. We'll chat about it. We'll make sure that it's the right program for you. I'm not one to sell you something that you don't need. But I also don't want you to miss out if this program is resonating for you. Because healthcare homecoming is made for every single nurse out there. All of the nurses who are spending all of their energy taking care of other people. I want to give energy back to you. I want you to think about how you want to feel come May. May is right around when the program will be wrapping up. And that's going to be the start of summer. Do you really want to feel the same three months from now? Most of the nurses that I've gotten the chance to connect with through coaching or nurse coffee chats or just over on Instagram or TikTok, most of them are struggling because healthcare and nursing are really hard right now. You are being handed really sick patients, more and more responsibility with less support and less staff. You're not getting paid enough. You're being asked to do way too much. And because of all of that, Nurses are starting to feel the impact on their bodies, on their overall health. And that's just making all of the other things going on way worse. Because if you don't feel good in your skin, if you feel sick, if you feel tired, exhausted, if you don't feel like yourself, it's really hard to bring the energy that you actually want to all of the things that you're trying to do and the people that you're trying to take care of. If that's you, I know you don't want to feel the same way three months from now. But if you keep doing the same thing, if you don't get support, if you don't make any changes, you will feel the same. And honestly, it's probably going to feel worse because there's something so painful about finding yourself three months in the future, six months in the future, a year in the future, five years, and looking back and realizing I had the chance to solve this. I had the chance to grow. I had the chance to feel better and I didn't take it. How frustrating is it to feel like, 
we have had the same conversation with ourselves over and over. That same thing of like, I'm going to start on Monday. I'm starting tomorrow. This is finally the time that I'm going to change. And, and finding yourself on the other side, realizing nothing changed. How frustrating is that? Not this time. If you've been on the fence about healthcare homecoming, if you've wondered if you are worth investing in, I want you to take this as a sign that you are, that you deserve to feel different, that in three months, you could start the best summer of your life. You could be shopping for bathing suits with more confidence than you've had since you were in nursing school. You could be rekindling relationships that you thought had no hope left. You could be rediscovering your passion for this career or even finding a new passion. I want you to join us. Pause this episode, hop into the show notes, call your shot and snag your spot. We start later this month and we're going to end, like I said, at the beginning of May and you're going to be a different human. And I'm really excited to meet her. Let's jump back to today's topic. Today, I really just want to ask you a big question. Are you trying to make things harder to prove your worthiness? And I want to dig into what I mean by this, because I'm encountering this over and over with the nurses that I connect with. And honestly, this is just a hallmark of the profession of nursing in general. So let me give you this example. I was just talking to a nurse who had started her career on the floor and had recently transitioned to the ICU and was sort of feeling like she was struggling, was frustrated by the learning curve, was frustrated that she had to be new again, and wasn't sure if she wanted to continue in the ICU. And we launched into a whole conversation to dig into why she was in the ICU in the first place, where she wanted her career to go, what was feeling frustrated, and what was holding her back from going back to the floor where she felt like she was happier. Long story short, she had moved into the ICU because she thought that it might be helpful for her career. It felt like a linear path. That's just where you go after you've been in the floor for so long. You move into the ICU, that's the next level, quote unquote, of nursing. She was frustrated by the learning curve that definitely exists in the ICU, regardless of if you're starting there fresh or if you've spent time on the floor, there's a giant learning curve because it's a completely different kind of nursing. And like anyone else, she wasn't loving being a beginner at something again as an experienced nurse. That feeling is definitely frustrating. Plus, while she enjoyed intubated and sedated patients and learning new things, she definitely didn't like the impact on her anxiety. So being in the ICU, you're kind of always waiting for the other shoe to drop, right? You have these patients who, yes, are intubated, sedated, and their vitals might look fine one moment and things are going really bad the next moment. You're kind of waiting around for people to code. It's not always the case, but it is this sense of emergency. You're constantly waiting for something to go wrong. And that's part of what makes a great ICU nurse, what makes a great emergency nurse, is that you anticipate those things. But it also means that you're constantly in a state of high alert. So essentially, the list of reasons that she was enjoying the ICU, the list of reasons to stay in the ICU was a lot shorter than the list of reasons to go back to the floor. But even though we reached this conclusion, she still felt trapped. She felt like she needed to stay. And part of that was because she was getting a lot of outside opinions. And the belief in nursing is that there is a hierarchy that there's different types of nursing that are more quote unquote important or more difficult or look better on a resume. And 
it's natural for people to encourage you to stay in what's often perceived as one of the hardest areas of nursing. And we can debate that all day. I'm not here to argue that it is. But the perception is there. ICU, ER, those types of nursing are viewed as the top tier, I think, in so many ways, which I'm just going to say it is really stupid. I told her this. I believe that nursing and different units, different areas of nursing are like different sports. We think that there's this linear path that you start in med surge, maybe you move around, maybe you try a different unit, but eventually the end goal, the best type of nursing, the finish line happens in the ICU because that'll either advance your career to management or an NP or a CRNA or all these other things. Or that's where you stay and retire because it's the pinnacle of nursing. But this is based on a really old narrative. I don't believe in the hierarchy in nursing. I think that it's actually really toxic and problematic. If you think about different areas of nursing as different sports, then it takes some of the pressure off. If you enjoy working in home health or outpatient or on the floor or the ICU or the ER, wherever you enjoy working, if you enjoy that, that's because you like playing soccer. And if you try to start another sport and you hate it, that just might mean that you don't like playing basketball. I hope you're getting this metaphor because I don't know anything about talking about sports. But you know what I mean? What if instead of saying that we failed just because we didn't like the ICU or we didn't like that area of nursing, what if instead of thinking of that as a failure, we just recognize that that sport wasn't for us and we can be at peace going back to the sport that felt right? It's funny because this is actually getting away from the topic that I really want to talk about, but it's the best example I can think about for nurses listening because the ICU is perceived as one of the hardest areas in nursing. And I'm using air quotes because, again, it depends on your perception. But if we think of ICU as the hardest, we think that we need to make ourselves do the hardest thing to prove our worthiness and that if we don't like that version that we are failures, that we aren't smart enough, that we weren't good enough. We think that if we keep making things harder, that that means we are better. It's like we're proud of how much we can handle. And this is a hallmark of nursing in general. We put so much pride in being able to not pee and not eat and not take breaks and take care of all of these patients and do all of these things all on our own without help. And if we expand this idea outwards, it applies to so many other areas as well. How many times have you tried the hardest diet, the most restrictive, the most extreme thing? How many of you have done 75 hard simply to prove that you could? In fitness, how often are we glamorizing those who struggle or sweat the most as though that is what we should be proud of? Just so you know, the people who are putting themselves through the most struggle and ego lifting and kind of just doing things to say they did, those are the people that also get injured the most. So just don't be those people. But even things like hobbies. I don't know how many nurses I have met who are into extreme sports, but when you dig into it with them, they actually don't like the extreme sport that much. They just think it's cool. They just are trying to prove themselves to someone. They're just trying to act like they're tough. They're just trying to fit in with the guys or relate to their partner or friends or boyfriend or whoever. 
They're just doing it because they want to show the world how much they can handle. And we do this in relationships, too. We hang on to friendships that we shouldn't or relationships that we shouldn't because we think that we have to be the rock. We think that we have to stick through it because we're resilient or we persist or whatever else. We constantly are trying to make things more difficult because it, we think that it means that we are better or more worthy or that that'll prove that we are enough. And for my nurses specifically, I really want you to look at your career through this lens. In what ways are you trying to make things harder to prove your worth? Or what ideas are you hanging on to that tell you that you need to suffer in order to be good enough or in order to do your job? Because I want to ask you a new question. Instead of thinking that you need to make things harder to prove your worth, what if this could be easy? What if it could be fun? This is the one life that we get. When I really step back and think about it, because I've been guilty of this myself, but when I really step back and think about it, I don't want to spend my life grinding away. I don't want to spend my life just trying to prove myself to everyone else when I don't actually enjoy it, when I'm not actually having any fun, when I'm just constantly stressed because I'm trying to stick it out in the ICU, even though that wasn't right. And for myself, I actually did love the ICU. It was the place that I felt right. It's the only area of nursing that I wanted out of nursing school. But ultimately, it became a place that wasn't right for me because the profession ultimately wasn't right for me. But I had to deal with this pride issue when I left the ICU because everyone said that was like career suicide. Like, why would you leave the ICU? They would say, oh, poor you. You started in the wrong time of nursing. But I think it happened as it should have because it just accelerated things because I wasn't meant for the profession in a traditional sense. And that was just the catalyst. That's just what started things. But for a while, I felt like I failed. I felt like people would see me as not smart enough or not good enough, that I couldn't handle the ICU, that I wasn't strong enough to do so. And that's just bull. And also, who cares? Why are we so focused on what other people think of our careers or our lives or the hobbies that we choose or the relationships or the diets or whatever else? Why are we so worried about what other people think? And we are social beings. You are going to care somewhat about what people think around you. I don't think the narrative of like, just stop caring what people think is very helpful. But why are we letting that dictate the big decisions that we make in our life? Like, for this example, for this nurse that I was working with, if she stayed in the ICU simply because she was too afraid to appear like she wasn't good enough or smart enough or worthy enough of being in the ICU, if she just stuck it out, she might just burn out in a few months or six months. She just might accelerate the process of feeling like a shell of a human being because she was just trying to prove herself. When if she just asked herself, what if this could be easy? What if it could be fun? She would have realized that it felt a lot easier and a lot more enjoyable and fulfilling in her previous role, and that that was good enough, regardless of what other people might perceive of her or what other people might think. Also, half the time when people are judging you for your decisions in your career or diet or anything else, it's because they're envious. It's because they actually wish 
that they had the guts to do the thing that you did, to decide that you're enough to just take care of yourself, that you can do what you want with your life. That's a pretty powerful feeling, but it's also a scary one for some of us. So you actually might be inspiring people by just deciding what's best for you and letting that be enough. So I want you to ask yourself that question this week. And I want you to really think about it when it comes to any goals that you are carrying right now. So I want to apply it to something like a diet or fitness, right? How many of us have tried every diet and it hasn't worked out and we're just so frustrated with our bodies, we feel like they're working against us, and we have this perception that eating healthier, moving our bodies, that losing weight has to be a miserable process because it has been in the past, right? We have evidence that tells us this is going to suck and we cling to that. So we just assume that any version of that is going to be miserable, that it's going to be a sufferable process. What if we change that perception and said, what if this could be easy? What if it could be fun? If you go into a program with that mindset, your results are going to be completely different. And the sustainability of the habits that you build will also be completely different because how you approach it has now changed. You are no longer looking at the hardest path. You're no longer trying to make the entire process miserable. You're no longer complaining at every party you go to that you're on a diet and you can't eat that because you've decided that this process is going to be easy and fun. So now you've decided that at the parties, you actually do enjoy the food that you love. But when you get home, you make sure that you eat all the veggies that you didn't eat during the party and that that's okay too. I want to reframe life overall. What if it could be fun? What if you could spend your one life, your one chance here, doing something that you actually want to and letting go of what other people think about your decisions? What if you could get healthy without being miserable? Instead of saying, how can I make this harder? I want you to start thinking about how it can be easier, how we can make it more fun. That's the reframe I want you to carry into the rest of this week. And I promise you, for those of you who are joining Healthcare Homecoming, that that is the mission of this program, is to make health fun and easy for nurses, because you've got enough heavy and hard on your plate. We don't need to add more things. Let's just make it easier and enjoy life a little bit more, because we have no idea how many days we have. And that's not to scare you. That's not to be morbid. That's to snap you back to reality, to make you realize that worrying about what Susie thinks of you leaving the ICU for a different position doesn't matter because Susie's not going to be there on your deathbed. You are. And you're going to be the one that regrets the years that you spent stressing yourself out and feeling miserable, just trying to prove yourself to people who don't actually care very much. Anyways, as always, this episode turned into a little bit of a rant, but I know someone needed to hear that today. Maybe it was you. And if it was, I want you to feel empowered to make whatever decision or change that you need to, to start making your life more fun, more simple, and easier. Because you deserve that. I love you. I am rooting for you. I want to see you inside Healthcare Homecoming. If you have any questions, just schedule a call with me and we can chat about them, chat about whether the program's right for you. But I can't wait to see you in there. And I'm going to see you next week. 
Thank you so much for listening in and committing to your growth in a world that is telling you to stay small. Seriously, it means the absolute world to me. If this episode hit home for you, it would be amazing if you could share it with your friends or fellow caregivers and tag me at Ashley O Show so that I can personally thank you. That way, we can build an army of nurses, healthcare workers, and caregivers who are changing the narrative around what is possible and healing the system from the ground up. I will see you next time. I love you, and I am always rooting for you.